Hi, everybody. Welcome back to A Catholic's Perspective, the podcast all about being a young Catholic surviving in a secular world. Today, we have a very interesting topic. We're going to talk about adventuring with Christ. And with us today is John. Welcome, John. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So John is from Truth Charting. And John, why don't you introduce yourself to those who might not be familiar with you? Sure. Yeah. My name is John Donahue. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I run a online media ministry called Truth Charting. Basically, we make content on social media, YouTube channel, it's an Instagram account. And we take the most exciting things that are happening in the Catholic space and we blast that off into social media land so that um, maybe kids who have um, grown up in families that haven't had that opportunity to take them to church camp, haven't had that opportunity to go to the retreats, haven't had the devout Catholic upbringing, have a chance to actually see what a devout Catholic young life looks like. And so that's what truth charting is all about. That's what I do. And it's where my heart is. Wow, that's fantastic. And I saw that you guys have been doing so much in the last year. You guys were at Catholic Family Land. You guys did a retreat in the Amazon with a, a priest, a brother. Yeah, yeah, Brotherhood of Hope. And we went down there. There's a religious order called the Family of Jesus that we stayed wow. with. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's crazy. I mean, that's so fun. And then on top of that, like Catholic billboards and you guys have your own YouTube channel. I think you're really getting that outreach to Gen Z because it's what we need. You know, I think, I mean, I'm Gen Z, you're Gen Z. I'm on the cusp. I'm like a 1999 baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think you guys are really reaching out to these people. And so I guess just diving in here, how did your, uh, how did your ministry start? How did you start it? Right. Well, uh, right out of high school, I began working for my parish. I had an awesome opportunity that my pastor offered me to be the communications coordinator there, like part-time. So I started working part-time there. I also began working in the film industry right out of high school too. So I was doing freelance film and working at the parish uh, just as a communications person. I've always been involved in the youth ministry there. Uh, even when I was still in high school, I was like involved in the um, in the peer ministry group that, that helped lead retreats and things like that. So I, I worked there for three years. Uh, so I saw all the back end stuff that goes on to run a parish. And um, I also at that time saw maybe hundreds of kids going through the faith formation process um, for confirmation specifically is what I'm talking about. And, um, the, the faith formation is doing the best that it can at our parish. And, um, the parents of the children, uh, the teens and the confirmation classes aren't bringing them to Sunday mass. Um, they themselves are not coming to Sunday mass. Uh, it's, so it's this cultural, we're Catholic. So, um, our kid needs to be confirmed. And that's their only experience of the Catholic Church for those teens is I go to school all day long on Wednesday. I sit in eight hours of classes and then I come home for maybe 30 minutes and then I have to go to church where I'm dropped off and I have to sit for another two hours in a classroom and, oh, and sit God. still. And so that's their view of the Catholic Church. Um, like, like that is where my heart started aching because I grew up going to the retreats. I grew up going to a Catholic camp with my family. I grew up um, having this awesome community of young Catholics where we were just best friends and we got to live this Catholic lifestyle together uh, devoutly and really like have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and also like this, this wasn't boring. This wasn't sitting in that classroom uh, for two more hours at the end of our day. So that's, that's really where the, the burning in my heart started. And then I, I became the youth minister, a youth, one of the two youth ministers at our parish. Uh, and I, I did that for about six months before 
I decided that, um, well, I felt that call to uh, maybe a broader, broader eye, like to, to bring that to more folks and um, to more young teens. So I saw the need and I wanted to start this. I mean, I had a background in film. I had, I've always wanted to be a YouTuber growing up in high school. I was like, dude, if God would allow me to be a Catholic YouTuber, that would be such a blessing. Uh, and I would love to do it. And if it could bring glory to God, if it could bring glory to him, that would be all the better. So I quit working for the parish and I started doing full-time freelance filmmaking. And that's really cool because I just get to choose which jobs I take and how much time I have off. And so when I wasn't out on a travel shoot, I would be home working on truth charting full time. And I've been doing that for the past year. And I'm to the point now where I'm almost doing truth charting full time. Wow, that's fantastic. And mm -hmm. I totally know what you mean about the kids being culturally Catholic, but not actually Catholic. I was a um, I was a catechism teacher for sixth grade for a little while. And I would talk to these kids about what the latest mass readings were. And, you know, I would just tell them about all these things about the mass. And I would ask them, I'm like, okay, how many of you guys go to mass every Sunday? And only like a third of them raised their hands. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, are you guys not being able to go? Like, are your families Catholic? And these kids knew exactly what was going on. They knew for a fact that they were just culturally Catholic, even though they did not necessarily want to be, their parents did not want to force their religion on their kids. And so I would have to tell these kids, you know, you have to ask your parents to take you to church, tell them it's something you want. And I think a lot of kids are afraid to want that because in our culture today, it's seen as weird or, you know, you know, if, if, if you're Catholic or you pray in public, you're made fun of and, and things like that. So I think there's a fear surrounding it for younger kids, but our generation has the duty and job to tell these younger kids, no, like this is important. And so I think mm -hmm. your ministry is really helping with that. And having that background in uh, film, like you said, how has that kind of helped you with with everything? Because I see you guys post a lot on Instagram with all the, the film stuff. It looks great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, the background in film has been huge. Um, I was... I had I was I had a really cool upbringing. I was homeschooled, so throughout high school, I was able to study filmmaking. Um, mm. Throughout like all four years of high school, I actually started filmmaking when I was eight. Wonderful. Started making money from filmmaking when I was about thirteen. Wow. <laughs> so I've been doing it professionally since I was thirteen. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, so that that education throughout high school was really cool. Um, yeah, it's been it's made it a lot easier being like having being able to jump right into it without having to relearn or learn for the first time all of these things that you really need to know in order to make content uh, like that for YouTube and Instagram. I think also maybe it's maybe it's been really helpful at um, helping truth charting stand out just a little bit because um, we're able to have like pretty good quality stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that's been a huge help and such a blessing that I had the opportunity to learn that so early on in life. If parents needed an excuse to start homeschooling, John, excuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I tell everyone you should homeschool. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And that's the thing. It gives you those creative outlets that you wouldn't necessarily have the time for in brick and mortar schools. Mm -hmm. And also, you're not sucked into that brick and mortar school system mm -hmm. where you're around the same peers and you guys are just like, you're not learning anything. You guys are like stuck in this little... Mm you know, mob of being in sixth grade, sort of. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why homeschooling is so important. And, and I love that. And 
for your mission? I mean, I know that truth charting is doing so much and going a lot of places. What do you guys say your mission specifically is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, our mission is to very simply show Gen Z that Catholicism is not boring. Mm -hmm. um, it's not actually formation. Like truth charting isn't for formation. It's not for education. It's entertainment with a purpose. And the purpose is to show Gen Z Catholicism isn't this classroom, just this classroom uh, on Wednesday nights. Um, and so in a, in a certain way, truth charting is the bait that hopefully will bring uh, bring teens into a deeper um, a deeper desire to learn more about their faith. And then they can learn more about their faith through other means like Bishop Barron or, um, you know, all the other wonderful um, Ascension, you know, all the other people and you, you, know, you do much more formation style uh, things than I do. So I love bringing that um, pass off, you know, maybe, maybe truth charting is like the first thing you see um, because it's so like flashy and it's really aimed at entertainment. And then hopefully that plants a seed of desire to learn more about their faith and they can find that through other means. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I think that's something that people don't think about a lot. You know, I don't think our generation is instantly going to go to Scott Hahn or Dr. Taylor Marshall oh. or any of these people and be like, yeah, I want that. You know, I did mm -hmm. that, but I'm also weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. But I don't think a lot of our generation instantly is like, oh, I want to learn about apologetics and all this stuff. So I think it's great that you guys are trying to catch their eye with all of these videos and you know, really giving them content they're being exposed to anyways on a daily basis. But like you said, it has a purpose. There's truth behind it. There's beauty behind it. Mm -hmm. It's not just like scrolling for hours on reels and, you know, seeing the, the dumbest influencer do the weirdest <laughs> things, you know? I've been guilty of that. I, yeah. I was like that at one time. But yeah. um, going I'm still like, like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am too. I'm just like, I have some silly things. Uh. <laughs> I know that like with the your ministry though it, it's taken off it's doing wonderful things and one of the main things we're talking about today is like adventuring with christ and you know mm -hmm. getting out there and things and so what does it mean to have an adventure with christ hmm. i think first and foremost like it's different for everyone and so my answer to the question is give everything to him and then find out mm -hmm. um go all in hold nothing back and then see what happens um, because it is going to look different for everyone, but I can, um, yeah. And I, I also, with that, I like to encourage people that, um, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to give everything to God. So, um, like his plan for you, it's always going to be way more life-giving. It's gonna be way more beautiful. And it's gonna be way more full and vibrant than you could ever imagine. Um, and it's, it's 100% confirmed better than your plan. So um, that that sometimes helps us to to bring us to that full surrender to God, that full all in. Um, for me, what that adventure has looked like is doing, um, especially over the past two uh, you know year and a half since I started truth charting, some of the craziest adventures I've ever been on. Um, I got stuck in a flash flood once on my way oh. to a retreat uh, with my friend Jack, and that was that was a blast. Uh, I got, yeah, I, I mean, really. Uh, a big part of my life, a big part of my adventure has been church camps, mm. uh, retreats, things like that. Uh, I love that, that whole vibe, that whole church camp aesthetic. Like, I'm just, I'm all about it. Uh, and I love the people there. You get to bond with folks uh, so well at church camp. And, um, and yeah, there's just something really special about that. I've also had the opportunity to, I never really thought I would leave the country. Um, and then 
uh, last year I was, uh, I had the opportunity to go to Peru, which I didn't have a passport and we were leaving in like four weeks. And most people know it takes eight weeks to get your passport minimum. Um, expedited. (laughs) Yeah. So I was able to find a way to get my passport in two weeks, which is unheard of. And, uh, so I drove down Miami, got a passport, um, and, yeah, it was just a, a series of miracles that made it possible for me to go on that trip. And then, you know, life-changing experience. It was a transformational experience. It wasn't like a mission trip per se. It was like we did some we did some stuff to help. But, I mean, it was really more of a retreat. Like I, I, would, I went and I received so much from the Lord. And uh, it was a transformational experience. And from that, uh, that adventure, I came home. And all of the guys that were on that trip, we all ended up moving into a house together. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. So now I live in a Catholic men's household with um, eight other guys now. And uh, so we just have this, yeah, this really cool uh, culture here where we will, you know, run each other in the kitchen and we're talk. It's not like normal roommates. We do morning prayer on Wednesdays together. We, uh, we have dinner together on Mondays. Two guys will make dinner. We have assignments, rotation and, and chores together, things like that. We really do life together. And, um, it's such a beautiful way to live and it's very adventurous and um yeah wow and i think honestly that is what men need nowadays oh i mean they're constantly being beat down if you're even seen with another man you're considered gay you know and all of this <laughs> stuff and it's like that's not true men need other men yeah they need need brothers people. yes they mm-hmm. need brothers because that's how it's always been you know, and to have it distorted today so often where guys are even afraid to be seen with each other sometimes. It's so sad because mm-hmm. it's it's in a way it's an intimate, you know, friendship, you yeah. know, because you're praying together and things like that. But there's nothing disordered about that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think more younger men need to see that they need to see these Catholic guys in a group. They're not super, you know, douchebaggy or, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. stuff they're humble and they're strong. They're like St. Joseph and they, you know, they're not perfect, but they build each other up. And that's what more men need today. And actually I was thinking of this while you were talking in one of your uh, Instagram videos, when you and your friend were at seek, right? It was at seek and you Mm -hmm. pretended like to be on the phone or whatever. (laughs) Your friend went up to this group of people. And actually those people are some of my friends. From No way. (laughs) And I recognize them. I was just like, what are they doing there? <laughs> I was like, oh, like That's Francis so was there, a couple other people. Yeah. And I recognized them and I was just like, oh, uh, hey. <laughs> That's so funny. It's such a small Catholic world. It is. It is. And I just thought that was so funny. But anyways, going, I just want to throw that in there. Yeah. So <laughs> but I do think that that's so important for young Catholic men to see is to see this community of young Catholic men come together, have this community, because we don't have that nowadays. I think it's very mm-hmm. individualistic these days. Mm-hmm. I don't know if individualistic is a word. Somebody Google it. But it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. I actually have a word once. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's very me, me, me. It's all about my yeah. relationship with God. And that is mm. important. Mm. But I think we glorify that too much and we leave out the community part of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I would, I would 100% agree with that. And I think there's a very special, very special amount of people. I'll say that there's a very special amount of people in which God gives the grace to be a monk or, you know, be a hermit or something like that. Um, But that's because like they, they fully understand that, that communion that they can just have through the Eucharist. Um, Us, I I think like community is actually a non-negotiable. 
mm-hmm. like that's I I don't think that you can hmm like like receiving the Eucharist I think should drive you to real community and um, and connection with your fellow saints um, like the people around you like that's the community of saints we believe in that uh, so we believe in our like when we receive communion we receive like we're uniting ourselves to God but if I unite myself to God and my buddy over here also unites himself to God there's a connection there and I think we need to act like it here on earth um, so I think community is huge non-negotiable I encourage people who live in stagnant areas to move somewhere else where they can have a Catholic community because I think it's that important. I completely agree. And it's so funny because I get emails and DMs from people who tell me they're like, Mm. I can't find any Catholics in my Mm. area. And I tell them, I'm like, then move. And they're just like, what? Like, I I can't just uproot. I'm like, then it's not that important to you. You're not willing to change your lifestyle. I mean, there's differences, right? If you're like 17 or maybe 16, I mean, you can't move anywhere by yourself. (laughs) That's different. These are people who are like out of college, who live on their own, who just live in very stagnant communities. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, I'm like, you can pick up and move somewhere else if it's that important to you or start your own community there. Make it less stagnant. Be the person that makes that change. Mm-hmm. Because I think we need more people. And like you said, that takes a certain amount of gifted people to be, you know, monks or priests. It also takes a certain gifted person to be a community leader. But you could definitely put it out there and be like, hey, you know, I had this idea. I really want to start a community of young adults here. I need help. You know, mm-hmm. would anybody be willing to do this with me? You know, asking for help is so important these days and so few people do it. I mean, I'm sure you have a team, right? A team of people or people. You yeah, have. I have some friends who help me out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what helps, too. I mean, for the most part, I know you probably started it on your own. But, you know, when it comes together, you really do form that community. And that is what helps us. You know, we learn that saints uh, create saints, you know, iron sharpens iron. And we really do need that today. And so for people who are living in those stagnant communities, you know, I know you would say move, do you have any other, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, advice for them if maybe they're too young to move or Mm -hmm. they can't? Hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Um, there's a lot of great resources now online to learn more about your faith. Um, that's one thing that I would love to see truth charting hopefully have a hand in maybe a few years down the road uh, is a, a map of the, like vibrant Catholic communities around America in different age groups. So high school age group and college age groups uh, that where you can watch a video, a truth charting video, and you get inspired by what you see there. You say, I want that. And then all you have to do is click a link and then you can find the nearest Catholic community because chances are there's probably not one 15 minutes away but there might there might be one an hour away um and so i i want that to be a part of what truth starting does in the future i've started the map but uh it's it's proving that it's probably going to need more attention in order to make that map really work well uh because like we're talking about the entire United States here. So it's a lot. Uh, yeah. So that would, that would be one great thing that I hope to have as a resource for people in the future who are struggling with that. Um, as far as like, what can you do right now? Hmm. 
I, I know people who I know kids like teenagers who are really into their faith, but their parents aren't. And yeah. that's heartbreaking because the parents are they have authority over them. They make the call. Um, but try to try to go to a I don't know, try to find a different parish that has a, a more vibrant community if you can. Um, man, it's just a really tough thing. But then are you depriving that parish that you're at of having you a vibrant young person? Um, that's just like a whole debate that's going on right now. Um, I think that you got to pull like in, in the same way that you need to pull the plank out of your own eye before you start helping your brother. Uh, that's kind of the attitude that I, I maybe take towards parishes that aren't feeding you. Um, and I, I could be totally wrong on that and out of place, but that's how I feel right now because I was fed growing up and um, it's been such a blessing that I have been so grateful for. And I know so many people who were not fed and wish they were. And uh, I think I, I don't think there's any shame in doing what it takes to 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 find that community. I agree. And I mean, it's so true, though, because there's that split, right? If you go to a different parish, then the parish you're at is just going to dwindle even more, you know? And so there is that discernment where it's like, okay, do you need the community more or are you still mm -hmm. vibrant enough where you can provide community mm -hmm. for that parish? Because I think if we're suffering mm -hmm. ourselves and we need community, then we have to go mm -hmm. seek it out. And maybe but that's a good that's a good tool for discernment, I think, is is God offering you the grace to do that? And if not, then go with the other option. If God is not offering you the grace to be the community leader in your community, um, if he's not giving you that grace and you've, you're just like, yeah, you're getting totally pummeled, then oh. like it's probably okay to go. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's hard to discern for young people. Mm. And I always tell them to go to their priest and be like, mm. is there a young adult group here? Because sometimes they're kind of secretive about it unless you're in the clique. It's kind of mm -hmm. weird. I knew a couple churches like that where they didn't have anything on their website. But then I asked them like, do you guys have a young adult group? And they were like, oh yeah, you know, we meet every Friday night. And I'm like, okay, okay. where is it on your website? Mm. Um, but other churches, you know, they're they're pretty good at it, too. Something I've seen with a lot of young adult groups, though, is that, um, you know, when they say young adult group, sometimes they say the cutoff is like 38. And I'm like, I feel like after maybe 28, you're no longer a young adult. <laughs> That's just personally, not that you're old, but like <laughs> a regular adult then, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. there's a way the younger adults who are more like 18 to 25, hmm. because you know, there's older people who go to these events and nothing against them, but I think there needs to be a separate group for them and then a separate group for the young adults, you know, who are, you know, maybe 16, 25, 18, 25. Um, mm -hmm. Because I do think having too many older Catholics there, um, usually the older Catholics tend to treat it more like a dating thing, a dating oh. session than an adult <laughs> group, at least yeah. in my experience. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I did meet my fiance while I was at a young adult group, so I'm not saying yeah hypocrite but i mean i wasn't seeking it out but um i do find that to be an issue as well uh, in those types of situations and it can be also really difficult to tell if god is giving you that grace you know because i think a lot of us have that desire to go to our parish and to start something but mm -hmm. to, to know if you're really called to it um, mm -hmm. Do you have any advice in that area if somebody maybe isn't sure if they're called to it, but still maybe wants to do it? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So if your heart is burning, um, 
you can and if it's been consistently burning if it's not like a retreat high that like just happened last week if it's like three or four weeks after the retreat if it's like five weeks after the retreat and you still have this consistent burning in your heart for community um i'd say that consistency is probably you know from the lord uh and it's okay to take action like give yourself permission to take action for what your heart is burning for especially if it's consistent and you're pretty sure it's from the holy spirit uh give yourself the permission to take action because god can't steer a parked car um, but he can, even if you begin taking action and you're wrong, he can he can then kind of work with you a little bit more because you're offering that willingness to him and then he can begin steering that. So I have uh, I have operated my entire life basically on a on a just do it like kind of mindset uh, where if it's been consistent, if it's been a consistent thought in my head for maybe a week or two then it's like probably the Holy Spirit and I, I can go forward with it. Cause listen, I'm like total creative, everything going on up here, spaghetti. So sometimes something will pop into my head and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I want to do that today. Like I want to film this video. It'll, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really good. And sometimes I really have to, I have to work and I've had to work really hard over the past like five years to kind of take that and then prudently do with those, those awesome ideas that I have. I have to prudently take those and like put them, on the like keep them on the burner don't take them off the stove but make sure that they're real make sure that they're from the holy spirit and make sure that um that they're sustainable mm. um like the map idea basically I, that was an idea that happened in my brain one day and i was like oh i'm just gonna start this map and so i went ahead and started it and then um re basically like i haven't added a whole lot of locations to it ever since then because it, i didn't think about the sustainability of it and how it actually might take a, a part-time person to just like totally manage that map and make it work um so consistency of like consistency of the desire to do something is probably a really good indication that that it's the holy spirit yeah absolutely and i think that's really interesting too because i mean especially with everything going on, it can be really hard when you have all those ideas because you want to execute them right away because you know they're going to be really good. And I'm like that too, where it's like I have a notebook and I write down like all of my ideas and I've hardly gotten to any of them. I mean, I focused on the big ones. Yeah. And I definitely think like what you said, is it sustainable? Because mm -hmm. we might want to do something and it costs like $2,000 to do it, you know, and that's like a lot of money. Yeah. And so it, it's something that you know, you really have to figure out what can I do right now and what is sustainable for the, the period of life that I'm in currently. Um, because, I mean, if you want to move across the world and start a ministry in like Portugal or something, it's like, well, maybe start on little steps before that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think the little steps can lead to those big steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. So that's just something that I'm really passionate about. And I think also you know, with our younger generation, there are so many, so many things available to us nowadays. There's so many ways we can reach other people with our faith. There's so many other ways that we can, um, you know, with social media, especially. And that's something that I've been really trying to implement is, you know, better quality content because our generation has such a, um, Oh, what would I call it? They have a short attention span, but also they're used to like high definition graphics and stuff. And, you know, you really have to compete with yeah. what they're usually used to. And I don't think a lot of content creators 
can do that. And so it's great that you guys are doing that because I mean, there's so much competition out there for these people's attention. Um, mm -hmm. Everywhere from movies to social media to music, it's just such a noisy world and being able to add to it, but with a sense of peace, I think is a gift. Mm. Yeah, know? part of, uh, sorry, part of what we're, we're doing is looking at what is going viral. We're looking at what Gen Z is watching. And so part of truth writing is just studying what's hitting the algorithm right, studying what Gen Z wants and what they're used to watching. And then seeing if there's anything with that that we can turn into, to, like you said, bring them peace um, or at least drop that desire in, into them for peace and beauty and goodness. Uh, so like Mr. Beast is huge on YouTube right now. Um, and so we're doing like we do a lot of studying on what he does and then, OK, like what can we do that wouldn't be sacrilegious? that would bring glory to God, that could have a title that sounds like a Mr. Beast video. Here's one. I spent, like, I haven't actually done this yet, uh, but like, what if you saw a YouTube title that said, I spent 72 hours straight in Eucharistic adoration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think things like that, we want to, we want to like try to make a splash if possible. And part of that is competing with secular content, which is really difficult because they have a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And also they keep changing, you know, mm. algorithms keep changing, content keeps changing and trends keep changing. Mm. And that's why our attention span is so horrible. I mean, for starters, social media and scrolling so much. And it's like you have to kind of fit into this box of everything where it's like it can't be longer than like 15 minutes because otherwise they lose them. <laughs> you have to get them with a go getter, like a grab in the middle. There has to be good animation or good type of filming. There needs to be movement so that they don't get, you know, uh, uh, bored. There's all of this stuff that you have to play into. How you do have you have to have you that? have to have the subway surfers thing on yes. the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, how do you how do you guys even keep up with that? I feel like that's hmm. so stressful. Yeah, well, we're, we're behind. I mean, that's that's room for improvement for us, honestly. It's like, we are not there yet. Uh, we can't work fast enough. So uh, that's like that's what I've been focusing on for the past month and hopefully for the, uh, the upcoming months is getting content out way quicker. Mm -hmm. um, I have videos that I filmed months ago that aren't out yet. And uh, with like that's fine for YouTube, I think. But for Instagram... You have to find out what's trending today and then make a video about it today. And it, you can't post it next week. It's too late. It's so stressful. Uh, yeah, really tough stuff. So yeah, that the answer is I'm not there yet. I'm still, that room for improvement is getting that stuff out quicker and, and trying to keep up. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm right there with you. When I see a trend on TikTok or I'm not, I'm not on TikTok, sorry, Instagram. I'm always just like, oh, I could, I could film this later. And then the next thing you know, the trend is gone in like 12 hours and now there's something new. And you're like, what, what, like, I, mm -hmm. what? It's insane. And I feel like a lot of the times for us as content creators, it can really take over our lives, you know, where we're like, okay, what's the latest trend? What do we have yeah. to keep up with? What's this? How do you keep your work from really um, kind of becoming, I guess, engulfing you completely? And, and, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with, oh, I'm doing my work and it's you know, it's for God, but then I lose my personal relationship with God because I'm posting everything about it. You know, how do you, mm. how do you keep that balance in your mm. own life? Yeah. 
Um, well, one, I definitely have boundaries on how much I share my personal life um, on social media. And I think that's been a blessing that was told to me early on. Uh, two, I have had it beat into my head by uh, spiritual leaders around me and my brothers that um, if I am not prioritizing my personal relationship with God first before I'm prioritizing my mission, I'm failing mm. as a missionary. Um, I, there was some talk at Seek that um, I want to say, I don't know if it was Curtis Martin gave it or something. So somebody gave a talk and one of the quotes was, hyperactivity in ministry is a sign of spiritual laziness. Um, and that has been really helpful for me to learn and try try my best to work with. I still find myself at 8 p.m. opening Instagram and scrolling through looking for trends. I still find myself um, sitting down for prayer time every morning and accidentally finding myself on Instagram trying to make a post. And uh, those are mo those are things I'm trying to improve in and make sure that I am offering that those first fruits to God in the morning uh, with personal prayer time, daily mass, things of that sort. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a constant, constant journey of trying to, trying to grow closer to God. And also, um, what's been really helpful, especially recently, uh, because I have this entrepreneurial mindset where I want to be grinding at 6am mm -hmm. in the morning, uh, working on, working on my business and, uh, what's really helped me and also proved to be true over the past year is that um, time spent in front of the Eucharist is never wasted. Time going to daily mass is never wasted. I've been given such a beautiful opportunity to be able to make my own schedule. And so even though the daily mass around here starts at 915, that's the earliest one, <laughs> which, wow. you know, we could find an earlier one, which is great. But um, even though like, you know, it, I have I have to start my day really late. Um, it's never wasted. It's It's been uh, like God has taken the, you know, the time that I've given him and multiplied it. He's able wow. to do that. So um, having that sort of mindset is good. I pray that I'm able to keep that mindset. And I, I pray to improve continually because I'm not there yet. <laughs> no, I, I love what you said because it's so important. I want to repeat something you said for the listeners because I want this to be like drilled into them is that hyperactivity in ministry is a sign of spiritual laziness. Like that is so important for people to remember, because I think a lot of times people me myself included, I'm guilty of this, where I'll be like, oh, my ministry is for God. So by working on my ministry, I'm working for God. And it's like to an extent that is true. But if you do not have a relationship with God, then your ministry is all for naught. <laughs> if that's something people say nowadays, all for naught. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Going back to the medieval times here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so true. I mean, how many times do we neglect our own spiritual life? And and what you described is actually sloth, um, which is one of the you know seven deadly sins, is where we have spiritual laziness. And another form of sloth, which people are not familiar with, is being a workaholic. People mm. don't realize that, where it's basically sloth is neglecting the responsibilities you need to fulfill at your point in life, like where you're at in life mm. right now. So if you're neglecting your relationship with God, your, your relationship with your family or your friends, that's actually a form of sloth. Even if you're working, if you're a workaholic, that's another form of it. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I, that's like such a new concept for me. 
nobody ever thinks about it, but yeah, there are like two sides to it, you know, and there's virtue in the middle. Um, There's a Latin saying, I can't think of it right now, but (laughs) my, my uh, (laughs) spiritual director always says it. He's like, there's virtue in the middle because Uh one side or the other, you know, there's either there's, there's two extremes, you know, the pendulum Mm -hmm. swings both ways. So true. But in the middle, you know, that's where we find the virtue. And so I just learned about that a few weeks ago. And now I'm just like, everything makes so much more sense because, you know, I was putting all of this emphasis on my ministry, wondering why, you know, it was a slow week or a slow day or something like that. And why I wasn't, you know, on fire for the faith. And then I decided randomly just to do this series on spiritual warfare and then about, you know, the seven deadly sins. And, you know, usually you go in order for the seven deadly sins, but I decided to do pride. And then I was like, I'm going to do sloth. You know, why not? Right. Or sloth, whatever. And I started researching it and I'm like, oh, this is me. (laughs) Wow. Whoa. I should probably read that. Mm. I can feel a little convicted right now. Not going to (laughs) lie. In a good way. Yeah. Me too. Because that's something that I struggle with so much. Like you as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. always wanting to work on my business, working until 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. sometimes, not Mm -hmm. taking too many breaks. And it's like, that's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And it's not what God wants for us. He will provide us with what we need if we stay faithful to him. And so that is something that I've definitely discovered over the last couple of weeks is I struggle with sloth. And I think a lot of other people do as well. They just don't realize it. Hmm. Wow. You're dropping fire right now. I love it. Thank you. I, I, I try sometimes, <laughs> you know, but I think that's just something that I think people definitely need to hear more day, more mm-hmm. nowadays is that there's two extremes to every day. Yeah. Wow. You know, even in vanity, you know, there's vanity of, oh, I'm perfect and I have this self-esteem and everything. And then there's the don't look at me. I don't want to be seen at all and doesn't wear any makeup or anything is always in the shadows. Those are both the sin of vanity and there's mm-hmm. virtue in the middle, you know, and it's so crazy how that works. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so neat. That's a, a totally new concept for me. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to read more about that in the future. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more thoughts on it. Cause I'm like getting convicted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. I do the same thing. When I learn about this, I need like a day or two to process. And then yeah. I'm like, why am I so terrible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's okay because everybody I think struggles with it. They just mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing, but Anyways, no, but I really appreciate you coming on and talking about truth charting Mm -hmm. and all of these, you know, really important topics that I think Gen Z needs to hear and even millennials and older people. But the next generation that's coming up really needs, you know, uh, organizations like truth charting and and things like that. So I I really hope that your ministry continues growing. And uh, where can my listeners find you? Yeah, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be on on your show here. Uh, Thanks for inviting me uh, to be here and and talk about yeah, truth charting and the adventure of Christ. Um, the followers can find truth charting on Instagram at truth charting and YouTube. Also same, same name, truth charting. We also have a website, truthcharting.com. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's all. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Um, and with all that being said, I hope you guys learned something new in this podcast and we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Catholic's Perspective with me, The Religious Hippie. Make sure to visit my official website at thereligioushippie.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter to keep up to date with my latest news and offerings. You can also find me on virtually any social media site as The Religious Hippie. Thanks for listening.
Hi, I'm Father Daniel Duplantis, a Catholic priest, martial artist, and host of the Karate Priest Podcast. Have you ever wondered what the Church teaches about different topics? Are you a martial arts enthusiast or just someone who wants to learn more about martial arts? I'd like to invite you to join me and many guests on my podcast as we cover topics of faith, everyday living, and martial arts on the Karate Priest Podcast. A quest is a search for something, and every week the Quest Podcast will show you how we know what we know through interviews with people that have incredible stories of dedication and perseverance. I'm your host, Todd Fisher. Join me in this thought-provoking and inspiring podcast of discovery. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to rate and review this episode. This podcast is produced by Amber Rose and distributed by Metacortex Publishing. This podcast is copyright by the religious hippie NFP. Any previously trademarked or copyright content is used by permission. Information and opinions stated in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Please be sure to visit the official website for The Religious Hippie at thereligioushippie.com or find me on social media for other unique content.